Welcome back to the community. Well, I'm so excited. I have Mrs. Cherise Alador with us today. Hello. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> so honored to be here. I am so honored for you to be here, for you to accept our, our invitation and grace us with your presence. Oh, goodness. Who is she talking about? Who is this woman? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I love I'm it. So I love excited. it. Don't stop. Don't stop. No, just kidding. Continue. Continue. <laughs> I'm so excited for our conversation today, Sharice. Likewise. So if you could tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into it. Yes. Um, Wonderful. What a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out. So uh, yeah, Sharice Alidor, like you mentioned, um, my husband, Kervin Alidor, uh, we've been married for about five years. Woo -woo. Um, yes. And as far as me, um, I was born Boston, born and raised um, from Roxbury. So for those who are from Boston, you know, Burry, stand up, what up? Um, and um, one of the things I like to reference is the fact that I am the oldest of three siblings um, or three children and the oldest grandchild. Um, and I say that only because I do think it speaks to a lot of what makes me me in terms of having kind of been um, trained with that mindset of being uh, the role model and, and trying to be the one who is kind of creating the path. Um, and so while I grew up in a single family, like house and middle class family, um, you know, I kind of went through school through um, the Metco program. And I know that you had had, um, you know, your friend on a couple of weeks ago who was talking about Metco and um, that I think that program, for those of you who don't know, um, you know, it's one of the oldest busing systems still in place here in Boston. And um, that program really kind of gives you that opportunity to kind of bridge um, between like being in the city and then going and seeing what it means to um, be in a predominantly white you know, institution and, and what that kind of experience is like. And so that prepared me to go on to BC. Um, I graduated with a degree in communications there. And for the past seven plus years, I've been working in the like admissions kind of space. And most recently um, in the past four years, I've been more so working with young adults in the workforce development and education space. Um, and, you know, through all of that, um, like I said, having been the oldest, having like been someone who's also um, enjoyed getting to know people and also kind of like figuring out myself. Um, I love to um, like host and do different things. And so I've recently started hosting my own show, um, Shameless Plug for In Your Element. Yes. Um, and so check that out. But um, yeah, I think a lot of who I am is is based on like the people that I've been around and I'm very like family oriented as you know, very grounded by my surroundings, whether it be friends or family. I think my, I think of family, like the, the family, if you will. Um, and that I think really speaks to like who I am as a person. Definitely. I mean, you said that was going to be hard, but that was beautifully packaged oh. into who you are. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Hopefully. I, I don't know. Your listeners will give you feedback. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to love me. <laughs> um, so, Sharice, if you could share with us, we'll just get right into it. If you can share with us, um, you know, a personal hurdle that you encountered and how you overcame that obstacle. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because, like, this is one of the things I think for myself, especially, um, like I mentioned, as a 
the person who has been the oldest, I think the idea of like having a struggle or having certain things, like you're automatically the person who is um, trying to, whether it's mask that struggle or, you know, Mm. not really see certain things as a struggle. It's just like, okay, this is just life. This is just how things are. Um, And so funny enough, when I graduated, I actually um, graduated around that time of um, the last recession in 2008. Mm -hmm. Um, But Mm -hmm. I was actually blessed to have a job um, throughout that time and, you know, provide for myself. And, um, you know, I was working a couple of different jobs, still trying to figure out what it is that I wanted to do. And um, in July 2013, I had actually started working at a staffing agency to try my hand at recruiting. Um, And interestingly enough, by January 2014, they had let me know that due to some budget cuts, they would be laying me off. Um, And that, I think, was one of the first times that I ever had to kind of deal with, like, the idea of not being needed or someone kind of having that rejection. Um, Because, Mm -hmm. like, a layoff is, is one, it's one thing to you know, not be showing up to work on time, not be getting your work right. done. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if I'm going to get fired because I'm not doing the work, like I get that. Um, right. But to be doing the work and feeling as though you were producing, um, you know, it was like a shock um, for me because yeah. I'd never been laid off before. And like I said, I had already rode out the recession, had been through, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm untouchable. You know what I mean? There's nothing, you know? Um, right. But, and so I remember actually calling um, my husband, Kerman, and I was just like shocked, like telling him the news. Like, I, I remember, I think I was even laughing because I was like, I think I just <laughs> lost my job. Like, right. he's like, wait, what? For real? I was like, yeah. Like, I think they just told me to go home, like right now. Right. Like, this is it. Um, And so it was like the feeling of just like being inadequate um, and like a lot of self-doubt and confusion. You know what I mean? Like what's next? What am I supposed to do? And just that for me, I think really challenged me on a, you know, emotional and just like mental level, like I said, because I have always been the person to feel like I have it together. I know exactly what's coming next um, to be able to have the foresight to be like, yep, this is the next plan. This is the next step. And to kind of be in a space where, you know, not only did I not see it coming, because like I said, I was doing the things I was supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. um, but then it just kind of happens and you're like, Oh, like I've known of other people. Um, And when you tell other people that, you know, like having to fill out unemployment and, you know, it's like you, there's certain stigmas that go Mm. along with what it means to be unemployment. Why are you on unemployment? What happened? What did you do um, to put you there? Um, And so I think that was a lot of kind of how I was feeling um, in that time and that, you know, when that all happened. Yeah. That, that must've been so difficult like you mentioned, for so many different reasons. So there's that feeling of not feeling needed. Now, that is a lot because of, like you said, you are a leader, you are the one that does a lot of things for everybody, even for your friends, whether you're hosting or anything like that. What did that feel like to not really feel needed? And, you know, what what other emotions came with that? I mean, I think it was a a lot of the questioning. Um, And so, you know, I always think about, um, I've heard the saying, like, there's a difference between um, asking questions and then questioning. Um, And Mm. so for me, it was really like questioning myself um, about like, okay, well, what could I have done differently? You know, what are the things that I should have, you know, were there signs, you know, that this was coming? Um, But then also trying to think about like exactly what is next. Um, because at the time, like it wasn't any other time I had 
transitioned to a new job, it was always on my time. Um, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, I had decided I've, you know, outgrown the space or I didn't really like the management or whatever was going on. And it was always my decision. Um, yeah. And so to feel as though, you know, someone was telling me that I didn't belong or that I was no longer going to, you know, need to be there. It was like, wow, um, you know, where my self-worth was being questioned um, yes. and just kind of like, what is it that, um like, is anybody going to want me to be working for them? Like what I mean, and that's like an extreme, like I would, knew at some point, obviously I would get another job. Um, right. But the immediate reactions and the immediate thoughts are just like, dang, like if they could just decide off of that, like I thought I'm, I'm a pretty hard worker. Like I thought I was doing what yeah. I was supposed to be doing. And, you know, what, what did they see that made it seem like I could be okay with not having this job or that it was fine for me not to be there. Um, so yeah, I think there was just a lot of the self-doubt and questioning. Yeah. What was the gap between the time that you lost your job and then um, finding another job? Was so, it a huge gap? It, it, so to be honest and like, again, totally blessed. Uh, it wasn't that huge of a gap um, because okay. of the fact that I, you know, some of the things that I think um, that I was able to learn from that as well was really being able to recognize that the sun really is able to shine brighter after the rain, right? New opportunities, mm-hmm. new perspectives, like things happen. And as long as you are, um, you know, when you're, even when you're in the job or any kind of space, networking is so key, like building relationships, how you treat people is so important. Um, because I've always, you know, wanted to carry myself in a way, like I said, being who I am, being the oldest, being a role model, I've wanted to carry myself in a way that others would respect me, um, be, you know, looking to work with me or be um, around me. And so therefore, um, I was able to actually reach out to one of my former managers, um, Mm. who had started at another place and, you know, just touch base to see what she had going on. And because of that relationship, um, one of my other former co-workers was also working at this new place with my former manager. Um, And so that was a way I was able to actually secure an interview um, and then essentially secure a job within a month's time frame. So I was literally only on unemployment for, you know, a month before having another opportunity get lined up, which was a complete blessing. Um, But again, it was all because of the fact that I had taken that time to make sure that I was always being, you know, a good steward of my time when I was at, you know, whatever job I was at, I was always putting forth, you know, the best effort. Um, And so having that network and being, you know, humbling myself to reach out also um, to find out like, hey, any chance that there's an opportunity where you're at, that would be great. Um, And it came through. I mean, you did a lot. You were not, even though you were dealing with a lot of those thoughts, you didn't sit around and were like, oh, you know, woe is me. You got right to work. Like, who can I, you know, connect with? Because I had already built those relationships. So you, I'm thinking about the people, and we had talked about this. I'm thinking about the people right now that are in a situation where they possibly lost their jobs, you know, and they're dealing with these same thoughts and dealing with, you know, what are we going to do? I mean, there's already so much um, anxiety provoking thoughts around the whole entire situation when it comes to COVID-19. But now dealing with not being able to provide for yourself and, you know, we don't even know when this is going to end, but do I search for a job now? 
what is that going to look like after? And you mentioned, I mean, you did mention some of the things that you did and you saw that time, your break as an opportunity of some of the things that you could do. So, so you would suggest networking and connecting with the people that you did network. Are there any other things that you would suggest to people that are possibly facing that right now? Yeah. I mean, well, first and foremost, I also just want to like pause and acknowledge those folks who are going through that because this is super challenging. It is very much um, a, a time where those feelings, I think, can be validated. Any of those feelings that you feel of like, I am nervous, I have anxiety around what is going on, it's valid because we no one knows what's going on. Um, and so there's no shame in having those feelings. Um, and so just yeah. to like put that out there, I think that's important because this is unlike what happened in 2008, um, 2009. Like that is completely a separate kind of situation where that was, you know, pretty much restricted to the financial um, industry where this is literally hitting across the country and the world. Um, This is literally on a global scale and something that I don't think anyone I have spoken to, whether, you know, seasoned or young, no one has seen anything like this. So um, we're in a very unprecedented time. um, And so I think that it's important for folks to be able to take the pause and really um, embrace the opportunity to understand that while this is, this is a scary time and at the same time, everything is temporary. Um, So I think we can be um, kind of comforted by knowing that this is not going, however long it lasts, it's not forever. Um, And so we have to really recognize that. And that was the same thing that I had to recognize as well. Like, again, my my time being out of work was literally super temporary. Um, But this in the grand scheme of things, I think we will get to a place where this is, we're able to look back and see that it's temporary. Um, And in the meantime, being able to keep an open mind and grounding ourselves in gratitude around what we do have, because while there's a lot of pieces where the job might be, you know, a challenge, you know, whether you have families, whether you have the food, what are the things that you do have that you can kind of grab onto at this time? Um, And then also looking at it from another perspective. Um, I saw an article that was talking about all of the different companies that were created during, um, you know, recessions. Um, And those are the things that I feel like um, are really ways to ground yourself. So like General Electric was created during um, the recession of 1980. Um, Burger King um, was created in 1953. Um, You know, General Motors, Microsoft Corporation, 1975. Like there were so many things that we as, you know, individuals rely on today based on things that happened during times where people felt uncertainty as well. And so it's like there there is opportunity in this as long as you're willing to keep your perspective open um, and take advantage of this break, um, take advantage of this time to really recenter. Um, but also like maybe you t- reach out to someone who does like resume writing and, you know, get your resume updated during this time. If you've been thinking about that, um, because there will be companies and there are companies who are still hiring, um, and who yes. are still looking to utilize the remote workers and be able to do that as well. So I think that there's, a lot of opportunity in this time of uncertainty um, and that it's also okay to feel the discomfort of like, ooh, 
I'm not used to this. Um, I'm feeling some type of way Um, and feel it. You know what I mean? Feel that way and be open to what this means um, and what the opportunities can look like after you come out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love all of that, Sharice. I truly believe, I mean, first of all, let's start with the pause. Not only the one that you allowed for our listeners, because that's so needed. The pause in the shift that just happened for so many people, whether it was people that were getting laid off, even our people that, you know, I feel for that, you know, tested positive, you know, people that shifted into being out in the field and all of a sudden they're home with their children, homeschooling. I mean, whatever the shift was, I don't think that many people allowed themselves the pause. I think we just jumped in and we were like, now I have to do this. I think, to be honest, I think I did too. You know, even though I was already a stay at home mom, now I shifted to my husband being here, everybody being here and I'm calling my parents, they're older. So they're, you know, there's that worry and that concern. And I automatically shifted into let's go. What do we have to do? And I don't think we allowed for that pause. And so many people, the first thing we should have done that moment to pause, to reassess and recenter, like you said, because this is a beautiful moment um, to figure out what it is. What is it that you need to do? Right. Yep. So like you said, it's an opportunity, whether it is for someone who has been working so much and is burnt out, it's an opportunity for self-care. Amen to you that. <laughs> Amen right? to that. You are speaking a word over <laughs> my life. <laughs> But no, you're so right. You are so, so right for sure. Yeah. And, but like you mentioned too, there was a lot of companies, so it's really individual and, and family oriented. What is it that you need? What is it that your family needs? Do you need to get creative around, um, you know, this is the opportunity for you to create passive income, write a book. So that when it gets published, you're making money off of that book to do the the podcast that you always wanted to do to, you know, apply to jobs or to sharpen your skills. Right. There's so many opportunities right now. I was looking online at like, you know, earning extra credits and they're they're free programs. And I'm like, hello. And like I said, if it's free, it's for me. Let's go. Hello. Let's Give me go three. Free. Like my husband says. <laughs> Yes. Hello, free. Hello, get it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Seeing the opportunity that there's so many things for free. We hate the circumstances and we hate what we're experiencing right now. But how can we shift that? How can we be grateful for what we have? And how can we, you know, shift all that? I love, love, love what you said, Sharice. And thank you for pointing that out and helping us with the pause because I think that's so important. And I really hope that we take advantage at my listeners, village, come on. Let's yes. pause. breathe, people. Let's breathe. Take breathe. this moment. We're never, we we most likely won't have this type of pause again for a while. Right. Um, and so it's like, you know, it, it is a readjustment. It's a readjustment. But yeah, I think the pause is definitely needed for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what lessons do you think you learned from, you know, that experience that you encountered? Um, I think that a lot of um, it, again, was more about like the humbling um, and being able to recognize, like I said, that everything is temporary, um, but the importance of perspective, because as much as it was like, you know, wow, this is crazy, I'm losing my job. um, I also gave me an opportunity to look at it because as much as 
I was working hard at the job. I also didn't really enjoy the environment. Um, mm. The people that I was working with, you know, luckily I had a friend. I did have one friend that was there because we actually brought, I brought her with me from my last job. So I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> boop. Um, yeah. And so we were together at the job. And I remember even to her face when I like texted her across the room, like, um, this is my last day. <laughs> she was oh like, what? No. Wait, she um, didn't get laid off? No, not that she did, but not at that moment. I can't even oh. go into that because that was a whole other thing. That You know what? I just, um, but they, mind you, okay, you know what? No, we're not going to go there. But they did end up laying her off. It was ridiculous circumstances. Um, I'm not going to go into this happening because, you know, I am better than that. But I did not appreciate the ways in which they right. were laying people off. They were laying people yeah. off who had real life circumstances going on. Um, but I say all that to say that, I was not really, I didn't feel as connected with the people that worked there. There was definitely a very clicky um, kind of feeling. And like, I'm not really a clicky type of person. Like I'm just kind of laying back. And um, there were definitely times where, you know, people would be going out after work and, you know, doing all types of stuff. And, you know, we weren't getting the invite. And it was like, you know what? It is what it is. Um, And I think for me, the perspective that I was able to take from that was like, you know what? God's taking me out of one situation and going to put me into a situation yes. that is a little bit better for me. Um, and that right. is, you know, what I was able to get at the next, um, at the next job. It was like, I was able to get back to what, again, I really appreciate is like a family feel or, you know, that family yes. thing where it's like, I feel as though the people that I'm working with either have my back. I have relationships with them. I feel, you know, that we can be connected in that way. Um, and so that was, I think perspective is really important because it was like, okay, this could be seen as a negative, but at the same time, it's opening a door for something better. Um, and then also, like I said, being open-minded to, um, you know, networking, um, which I think a lot of people get nervous about the idea of networking, but it's like, you never know who that next person can connect you to. Um, and so that right. was one of the things that I really was, you know, appreciative of as just how important it is for how you treat people. Yeah, for sure. What do you think networking would look like? Like if I didn't network before, now during these circumstances, what do you think that would look yeah. like? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like, even when you say the phrase networking, like it sounds so grandiose, but it's like, yeah, I mean, right. you, like, you talk to people, period. Like everybody's on social yes. media for the most part. Um, if you're mm-hmm. already on social media, you're networking. Um, and so it's like, it's literally looking at what are people, um, I mean, the best place for, if you're looking for job wise, I think is very much, you know, LinkedIn gives you that opportunity to, you know, see who do you know, who knows so-and-so. Um, and the biggest thing that I think people get tripped up on is like, oh, well, I don't really know that person that well, you know, um, it's really not about your strong ties. Um, we actually used to do this kind of interactive with my students, but um, the people who usually are getting connected to these different jobs, it's about the weak ties. Like it's about the person who knows the person who knows the person. All you need is the introduction. That's it. Okay. You just need somebody to That's be like, it. oh, I know so-and-so. So they'd be like, oh, you know, <laughs> it gets down the road. Um, so it mm-hmm. isn't really about that direct connect, which it's great when you do have that and somebody can speak highly. But if you are able to, the way that you carry yourself, your brand should be so strong that whatever that other person has said, they don't need to know you directly. They just need to hear the little rumblings about it. It's like, wow, this person sounds like somebody I need to get to know. And then you can take it from there. You just need the intro. Um, So you're like, hey, I see that you know so-and-so. Would you mind, you know, formulating an introduction for me? 
and it take it from there. Um, but that is all, it's always the referral. You know what I mean? It's just like when you start something, um, you know, you are relying on the word of somebody else who did it. You didn't have to do it, but now you're like, yep, yeah, because right. so-and-so said it, I'm interested. Um, so I think yes. that really, if you're on social media, reaching out to people that way, um, whether it is Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, um, there are lots of ways it, it's so easy now to, you know, network yeah. that it's, it's like kind of like funny when people, I don't know how to network. You're like, you message people all the time. you be in the DMS. What you think that is? You networking, you networking, you networking. right now. That's what you just did. So, right. Yeah. Right. I love that you broke it down like that because I think sometimes we think it's this lofty, like, oh, how do I do that? I got to network with two to three people uh, a year. How am I going to do that? Like, that's a lofty goal. Like, no, you're already doing it. And, you know, for me, like back in the days, I feel old. <laughs> it was like networking was like going into a room where there was a whole bunch of people and you were like having those face-to-face mm-hmm. interactions and exchanging like cards business cards people right. don't do that anymore well, there are times there are times but it's like cards. hello then you're gonna tell yes. somebody about your handle like oh find me on linkedin find me on such and such right. like okay then that's all i right. need to do in first place right here at my home that's it see what I'm saying I don't need to step out it's it's so much easier now like I don't have to like have a fancy dress or a fancy suit no need boom hello I'm not do it get her done remove those excuses excuses done and done hello I was just gonna say major excuses I think because things are kind of like handed to us nowadays Mm -hmm. with technology that we kind of you know like we want to put in a little bit of work but there it is Get over, get over being uncomfortable, and just that's it. Get comfortable there. with being uncomfortable. Hello, so that's it. That is it. Hello. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you definitely grew through all of that experience. I'm wondering though, like, what's something that you're going through right now that you're facing that's challenging? Whew. Well, like I said earlier, you were giving me a word about those. Uh, you know, taking a break from. You know, the moments mm. that have been stressing you out, working hard. Um, and so, as I said, I've been um, for the past almost four years working in the uh, workforce development and um, education space, um, working with young adults between the ages of 18 to 24. And um, a lot of the young adults that I work with, they deal with a, a few different types of things. You know, they might be um, dealing with food insecurity or housing insecurity and things yes. that are, um, you know, they might also have kids and having to figure out how to juggle doing a program like the one that I work for, where it's a full-time program, you know, Monday through Friday, you're kind of learning and training and being trained and kind of how to be a business professional. And then, you know, going out into, you know, the real world and, and you know, applying those at an internship. Um, while also having to deal with a lot of the challenges of your outside world, the world outside and what that um, means. And so, so often um, because of the young adults that I serve, I want to ensure that they have whatever it is that they need at whatever cost that is. Um, I am Mm. very committed to the work um, that I do and I believe in the mission wholeheartedly. Um, And I recognize that there have been ways in which I have just really um, put myself um, at a disadvantage by just pouring out to the point of kind of getting to that empty space um, and being exhausted yeah. and being, um, you know, working 
not just like around the clock, but, you know, being available on the weekends and trying to make sure that I can do things um, for people. Because again, being that person who wants to be, you know, um, a role model or be able to show that like, I am willing to do whatever it takes. Um, it's become taxing. Mm. Um, and that's something yeah. where I realized that um, as much as I wanted to pour into these young adults and give them everything that I have, um, you know, I've heard the saying, you can't pour from an empty cup. Um, and yeah. that's one of the things that I um, have been struggling with is just like not being uh, able to kind of step back, um, and give that space and to also kind of set those boundaries. Um, and so I had to really start pushing myself because I was realizing, I mean, I'd be getting into the office, you know, 7am leaving around 730, 8 o'clock. I'm like, Whoa, you know, this is not, this is not okay. I just had breakfast, lunch, Mm. dinner, second dinner. You know what I mean? What is this? This is not okay. Uh, at work, why am I still at this desk right now? This right hey um especially when you know you're you know married got you know a husband at home and you know even just like family in general like I mean I um you know can't even imagine like you know that was one of the things that I think about like you know if I had kids like what would I be doing like I could not be here um putting all of this time in and I should not put that on myself either um and so that was definitely something that has been um, a challenge for me because again, it's not so much that, you know, it's different than when I was working at a company where I didn't, you know, feel like I was a pre, you know, not so much appreciated, but where I didn't really feel like I connected. Um, you know, when you're in a space and especially, you know, I can only imagine for you as also having that social worker background that it's like, you know, you feel that if you don't do your best, then these people aren't getting your best. You know, like they deserve yes. the best of the best because they're already mm. at a disadvantage. I'm trying to bring them up. Right. And it's like, but you can't put Ooh. it all on you. Um, and I think yes. that that's just something that I've struggled with is like trying to find that balance of like, you know what? If it can't happen today, tomorrow is another day. And it's gotta, right. there's got to be a pause and a stop for what that looks like. Yeah, that and you said it, I, I can definitely relate to all of that. I I was working with young adults in college setting prior to moving to Atlanta, and now being a stay at home mom. So I remember those nights and days, especially college mm-hmm. students, their schedules, they don't have really a schedule Their 10pm is just like they're just getting yep. started. So I wanted to be available all the time you know I wanted to be available and be flexible probably too flexible that at 10 11 p.m I'm answering questions that really could be answered the next day it's not an emergency you know but you're right it's so difficult like I know you get so emotionally invested especially because you love the Mm -hmm. job you feel appreciated you love the people that you're working with and for and and so it's not like a, a job that you dislike or that you hate I could set boundaries Hello. Real quick. No problem. Like, oh, I'm good. Yep. Doors closed. Thanks. Bye. Home. See you later. Bye. Hello. Counting down the minutes. Is it time to go? I think it is. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Leave it on my desk for tomorrow. (laughs) And I've definitely had jobs like that where I'm like, yeah, no, I'll see you tomorrow. But 
then there's that space where it's like, no, I love this. I believe in the mission. I am like, I'm all the way in. And so it's difficult to set those boundaries. Like you said, and I'd be like, you know, I'm going to a dinner at 7 PM and like, sometimes I don't see my kids. And it's like, where, where do we draw the line where you know that I'm fully invested in you, but that I do have a life of my own. For sure. You know, what are some things that you did for self-care or that you do for self-care though? So recently I had started to, before pre, pre-COVID, um, it was yeah. all about not taking my laptop home with me during the week. Um, and so uh, like, cause that was a trap that I totally got myself into. Cause I'd be like, oh, yep, I'm gonna leave, you know, 530. Let me just pack up the laptop, bring it home. Let me, okay, yeah. I'm gonna hop on just real quick. Just do a couple things. <laughs> oh man. And next thing you know, yeah. I'm like, like exactly like it just sucks you in um and you're like yeah. hold up though like I thought I left the office yeah. but here I am on the couch at 9 30 like this is not okay um and so right. I stopped taking my laptop home with me during the week to really reassure myself like tomorrow the work will be there um and so like I need yeah. to be able to say this is it once I shut this thing down we're not coming back till tomorrow uh, and so we're gonna come That's back it. tomorrow um and then also really started to embrace the little breaks during the day when a coworker would stop by to my desk and say hello and just being like you know what usually I'd be trying to be like yo I got stuff to do like let me just you know what I mean get down here and focus but recognizing how important it is for my brain to get that little break and just like how Mm -hmm. it reinvigorates me once I've already you know had a conversation you get to connect with someone um you know the laughter is important throughout the day especially and the type of yes. work, um, you know, that we do, which is very, like you said, emotionally mm-hmm. taxing and draining. Um, you know, there's yeah. a lot of times where, you know, I, I got to either have a tissue at one hand and then, you know, you got to be laughing at the other. It's like Girl. when those people come over and you want to talk, let's have a laugh. Let's go ahead and get that. That's you know, it. want to get that hot chocolate. I am down to go for a walk because <laughs> right. I need to do that um, and separate myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, those are some of the things that I feel like I just started embracing for my own like sanity and self-care and also being able to empower my team to do the same because I oversee a team. Um, you know, at one point I was overseeing a team of five and recognizing like, how they were picking up on some of the things that I was doing and, you know, not taking lunch breaks and, and, you know, working through lunch and doing those things. I was like, you know what, this is not okay. Um, let's all take a break. Um, you know, in, uh, incorporating, um, you know, playlists and different things that we would do throughout the day to try to get each other like excited. And, um, so yeah, I think for me, not taking the laptop home, enjoying the little breaks, taking a lunch. We just, it's the really the little things that help to break up the day and recognize this is as much as I love what it is that I'm doing. This is also still my job. Um, and I Mm. need to be able to recognize that if something were to happen to me, God forbid, this job will continue without me. And that's it. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard for some of us to realize, you know, I'm going to say this and, you know, my job that I, that I just left, my boss is, was, um, I said, like, I'm still working there in my head. But they're still alive though, right? They're still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I mean, phenomenal people. And, but I really thought like, you know, I got to give it my all, but you know what? I left, I had only been working there about a year and a half and they truly loved me. I believe that. You know, my students loved me, like everybody in the office loved me, but 
they replaced me. You, see? you know what I mean? You're like, dang, loyalty. Yeah, like loyalty. Loyalty, loyalty. Where you at? Exactly. Where you at? That's business. Like, That's it. That's it. We throw ourselves fully in. And I'm exactly. not saying not to, but there has to be a balance, like you said, you know? I think the some of the stuff that you mentioned too are ap- applicable to you know this quarantine Hello. life right now because people are working from home and mm-hmm. it's nonstop. You know they're working in the morning. These Google Hangouts. I- I'm so tired of the screen and I'm not even really fully working. I just have like other meetings and I'm like, right. It gets intense. I know my my brother similarly was yeah. also talking about like we were actually doing a, a family group chat at the you know we had set it for seven thirty and he as soon as we hop on the call he's like oh I'm so glad you guys called you just got me off of work I'm like seven thirty bruh like you ain't supposed to be working right. at this time we don't need that you gotta give right. yourself the separation it is okay yes that's, that's again going back yes. to that space let us take the pause because we are working with new circumstances yeah. now we need to be able to adjust to hey I'm going to work these hours. Maybe you're on earlier in the morning. Maybe you take these breaks. But regardless, you have other factors that are impacting your day now that you didn't have before. So the same expectations can't be had. At all. At all. And I feel like they want to continue as is. And I get that they want to have Mm -hmm. some normalcy. But, you know, not only are are things not normal, but what we were doing was not working. In the least. In the least. At all. Right. And I think that they're noticing that, but they're too afraid to make the shift. So I think that people, this is the time to create those good habits so that when things go back to whatever it's going back to, that you're able to do those things like set boundaries, set them now with your job. Like I am available from this time to this time and yeah. I will see you tomorrow. Put the laptop Boop. in another room. Done and done. That's it. That. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Exactly. 100% agree. And I think for the the idea of how much, I think the cool thing is, is that you can also maximize your time. It's like, I know I can put in this much work, like, boom, you put in four hours worth of work. You got done a lot of the things that you probably could have been procrastinating on throughout the day anyway, but you put in a good solid, Mm -hmm. like, boop, I go an hour straight, take a break, hour straight, take a break, hour straight, take a break, hour straight. You should in essence, depending upon how you kind of prioritize your work, you might be able to get everything done in those four hour time spans that is like, now you have transformed your Ooh. whole work day. You don't even need to be doing a whole 8.30 to 5. What's that? That's it? Don't Who even need that? that. Right. It's so true. You brought up so many good points, Therese, and we could be here all day and all night. <laughs> bring it on. Because I'm like, you dropping gems. <laughs> we yes, gotta go into yes. self-care. <laughs> oh. But if you can give the people just maybe three or four takeaways um, that you'd want them to, you know, yeah. Take from well, it I all. think um, a big part is like giving yourself permission to, um, like we said, have that pause, especially during what we have going on right now um, with the COVID. You know, we talked about that, but I think even I saw a post that was um, acknowledging like, hey, don't feel any shame about whatever your snacks are that you're getting right now. Like whatever your COVID snacks are, that's okay. Um, you're going to go ahead and have that, mm. you know, 
um, bag of Cheetos or you're going to have those cookies or you're going to have those grapes and you're going to, you know, stay on your, you know, shakes, whatever it is that you are doing, because this is an emotional time right now. There are people who are grieving. There are things that are happening. And at every stage of life, we are, we should be okay with embracing whatever emotion are having as long as we understand that this is temporary. Um, so I think that one, yes. um, embracing and giving yourself permission to, you know, pause in these moments and also acknowledge how temporary this is um, and be open to the fact that this too shall pass. Um, and so embrace your emotions. Also embrace the fact that this is temporary. Um, have a open mind to the possibilities and the opportunities uh, and utilize this time to network and take advantage of those opportunities as well. Um, And and really, I think um, at the end of the day, giving yourself um, that space to practice, you know, the self-care and and really being able to be open um, about the fact that things you know, jobs, if we are, you know, kind of losing our jobs, this is a time where, you know, we, we've been saying that, like, the job is temporary. These things are temporary. And there's always an opportunity to get something new as well. So, um, but keeping that perspective, new things are coming, new things are definitely going to be coming and whatever our, uh, you know, however we shift into this next, next phase, um, just be open to what that, what the possibilities could be. Cause I think that there are endless possibilities at this time. And I'm excited to embrace that, um, with everything that's going on. Yeah, I agree. I'm so excited for what's coming next and I'm taking advantage of the pause. Right on. Pause all the way, Paul. All the way. That's going to be my thing. Pause. Yes, <laughs> oh man thank you so well, much Therese. You. i am so grateful for you i'm grateful that you came on and just blessed us with your wisdom and shared your experiences because i think that people can really relate and and probably really need this more than they right know. on well thank you for having me it was an honor and a pleasure i love laughing with you and talking with you um so thank you Always. thank you thank you all right y'all we'll see you next